I'm Heidi. I'm Heather. And we're sisters. This is the H&H Show. Well, hello, friends, and welcome to the H&H Hour. That was very, like, cheery and, like, hello. <laughs> very showy. <laughs> showy. Showboaty. No, not, I don't mean showboaty. I mean, like, I don't know what I mean. Prepper, like, <laughs> radio host. Like, you're starting a show. Which if someone's are. tuning in for the first time, they're like, what are these girls talking about and who are they? <laughs> so I'm Heather Taves, and this is my sister and co-host, Heidi Bolt, and we are the H&H Show. Yeah, and we're sisters. Did you say that? No. Okay, we're sisters. Heather, we're on, what, year four and a half of the H&H Show? Yeah. And I am actually loving the topic we're going to talk about today. Me too. So we are recording this on March 8th, 2021. And today is International Women's Day. International Women's Day. Yes. What a cool day. I know. So we've been talking about this, mm-hmm. talking about what does this mean? What does this look like? Um, and talk, we're going to talk about some of the women that have inspired us mm-hmm. and nurtured us over the years. Yeah. But before we get to that, you were just talking about what happened 101 years ago. Yeah. You know, it's absolutely crazy because we always take time to pray before we start our show, just to ask the Lord to guide our words. And one of the things that I prayed over was help us recognize the significance of the time that we live in. Yeah. You know, when Esther was uh, going before the king and and she, you know, there's this famous quote, we use it all the time. People use it all the time. You know, I was born for such a time as this. I live for such a time as this. But really, I think we have to stop and think about that. You know, 101 years ago, Heidi, you and I probably wouldn't have been able to do what we do today. Right. Um, preaching from, you know, preaching God's word at church, doing a podcast, you know, having influence with politicians and leaders in our community and because, simply because we were women. Right. And um, 101 years ago, August 18th, 1920, is when women were finally given the right to vote. Mm -hmm. And that really did open the door for many other areas that women were then able to participate in. But it wasn't like this, okay, they can vote and now there's just this open door. As you and I both know, you know, it has been something we've had to even endure um, just being women in ministry and and a lot of people looking down on that and Mm -hmm. thinking that because of our gender, we um, were a second tier leader mm-hmm. or we had second tier ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I just... Or completely unqualified. Or completely unqualified. Yeah. Or only qualified to teach children or only, sure. qual- you know, qualified to maybe teach a group of women, which we are, mm-hmm. both of those things. Mm-hmm. But it, it's really been something that you and I have felt very personally. Mm-hmm. And so when I saw this today, I was like, oh, that's that's cool. Yeah, I agree. And I think it's one of those things where... I've never been that person that's like, you know, like a women's rights or, you know, like feminist or anything like that. Although I do very much value when women are respected and honored in the way that God intended for Mm -hmm. them to be. Um, And I think we're in such a unique position. I'll use our church as a specific example. We are surrounded by godly men that are cheering us on Mm -hmm. 100%. Yes. And their wives, you know, as well. Mm that's a very unique thing. It is. And I think, you know, even in our area, we have quite a few churches who do not support mm-hmm. women being in leadership, right. do not value the voice of a female. 
Um, and so if you're in a church that is like that and you have that, you feel that oppression over your voice as a female, mm-hmm. we want you to know that we've been there. Mm-hmm. We know what that feels like. But we also want you to know that there is freedom. Mm-hmm. There are places that can offer you the freedom that Jesus intended for you to have yes. as a female yes, and as someone who can use your voice. Right. Um, so I would encourage you to seek that out. Yeah. You know, I think that there are, I'm so grateful, Heather, that we have been seeking that out over the years. Yes. Because both of us in our early ministry years, we were both in ministries that did suppress the voice of the woman. Mm-hmm. And so I'm so thankful that God has brought us through mm-hmm. that path for and sure. brought us into the freedom that Jesus offers. I totally agree. And I know some people are probably cringing right now and they're saying, well, you're overlooking certain verses in the Bible. And yes, those verses are in the Bible. Um, But you have to read them in context. And we don't have time today to get into a big theological debate about it. Because that's not what this show's about right now. We could debate it all day (laughs) long. Um, But I will point you to a resource that I think is incredibly good. And it's John and Lisa Bevere's podcast. It's called Conversations with John and Lisa. And if you scroll down, I don't know, several shows, many shows, you'll see women's role in the church. And I think there's like three or four parts. Mm -hmm. One of the best teachings I've ever heard from a biblical perspective on why women should not be silenced in the church. Mm-hmm. And, and they really do break it down on what the context, because you have to look at context when you're reading the Bible, um, what that means. And so mm-hmm. if that's you and you're cringing, you're like, man, I don't really know. Go do a little research on it and listen to some people who've really studied it. And I think that'll help you out. And they've been in ministry a long time. You know, they've raised children. They've had a marriage that's lasted years and years. So it's not like they're new to this conversation. Right. They've had to also fight through this um, this area where women have been oppressed. Mm-hmm. And so I love that they are ahead of us in age mm-hmm. and they're saying the same things. Mm-hmm. Because I think a lot of times that um, the age demographic that they fall in can kind of be the ones that really stick on this. Mm-hmm. And so I think the fact that they're saying this is Mm -hmm. super valuable. Yeah. I also want to highlight too, Heidi, that you kind of said it, but because we're celebrating women does not mean that we're devaluing men. Absolutely. Men have a very important needed role Mm -hmm. in all parts of community, whether it be the church, um, families, marriages, the business world, you know, raising kids, Mm -hmm. like men are absolutely 100% needed as equally as women are needed. And we would never say that we would want as a woman our rights to be, um, you know, put to the forefront and men's to be suppressed. And no. there's a there's an attack on men right now. Mm-hmm. There really is on on attacking that them as men being strong men and strong leaders. And it, it's, it's ungodly. It's unbiblical. It's from the devil. Right. You know, and we 100% um, disagree with what culture is saying um, men should should take on right now. So men are called to be the leaders in the homes. Men are called to be the heads of their families. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's something that I know that I could not be the strong woman that I am today without the strong men that have supported me and loved me and challenged me and encouraged me to be who I am. Yeah, absolutely. I could not agree more. Very well said. Um, okay, so Heather, let's talk about some of the women over the years that have helped nurture okay, and you, raise us up. Okay, you of. go first. Okay, well, I'm, I'm going to state the obvious one, and this is for both of us. Okay. Obviously, our mama. Yes. So, you know, she's been a mama for 40, almost, what, are you 43? Mm. Oh, I'm sorry. She's 42. 42. Sorry. 42. Thank 42. you. Let me correct myself. 42 years she's been a mama. 
Yeah. And she has mamaed hard and well. Yeah. Like she has done the role. And she had seven of us. Seven kids. And so it's not like, you know, it's not like she mamaed for 18 years and then was done. No. Like she mamaed. I mean, I the- have two kids and I feel like I have mommed hard for a long time. Yeah. Well, thir- th- 14 years now you've been doing it. Yeah, but I have two. Right. <laughs> but so mom like poured into us constantly. Yeah, she and did. mom, I know you're listening. Um, so thank you. We mm-hmm. love you. We honor you. Mm-hmm. One of these days, listeners, we will convince her to come on this show. She's just not one of those like, you know, let me come and talk on your show kind of people. Yeah. She's more of our li- listening support. She and that's our okay. listening support. She's one of the ones that cheers us on the most. Yeah. But and Heidi, we've told you all the awesome things. All the awesome things. But really, Heidi, I mean, she, I remember being young and thinking like, my mom could literally save the world. Like she is Superwoman. I don't know that I knew who Superwoman was because we, we didn't not have television that. and we didn't watch movies for when our early years. Yeah, um, which is a whole other story for another day. <laughs> but, but I mean, I remember looking at her and being like, I, "She's, she's amazing," mm-hmm. you know. And she really, she really did instill in us confidence and boldness and boldness, yeah. which is something that is rare to find these days mm-hmm. people women who are bold and confident in who god made them to be and I'm, I'm so grateful for that yeah agreed and then i think too it's important to point out we have a godly heritage in our mom's mom mm-hmm. our grandma and you know we've talked about our grandfather and how important he's been for us mm-hmm. but grandma i think of grandma and she's one of the best examples i can think of in truly loving her husband so well mm-hmm. and when i think of someone who you know adores their husband it's grandma mm-hmm. and you know obviously she had moments where she would have been frustrated with him but she was just such a devoted wife mm-hmm. she to really him. was you know up until just a few months few few weeks mm-hmm. ago when he passed away mm-hmm. she served him so well so well and i think that's that's actually the first thing I told her when I walked mm-hmm. into their home after grandpa had passed and I said, I hugged her and I was bawling and I said, grandma, you loved papa so well. Mm-hmm. You were such a good wife. Yeah. And I really meant that. Yeah. You know, and so when I think of her, I think that's the type of wife that I would really aspire to want to be mm-hmm. is just like, I think grandpa knew that mm-hmm. she was his biggest fan. Yeah. Yeah. That she was a special woman. Mm-hmm. I mean, Heidi, they walked through difficult years mm-hmm. through, you know, they were born um, at the very, in the midst of the depression, the Great Depression. Mm-hmm. And so they have, they walked through difficult times in our nation. Yeah. And they walked through challenges as a family. They mm-hmm. lived on a pastor's income, mm-hmm. which was peanuts, like mm-hmm. next to nothing, you know, and they just... They built a life together that was so beautiful, and a lot of it, I think, was my my grandma's devotion to her husband. Yeah, her unfailing devotion to her husband, which yep. was really beautiful to watch. Yeah, it was. That's the hardest thing I think that has been about losing grandpa is knowing that she's without him. Yeah. That she spent all those years with him, and then you know now she's without him. Yeah, that's hard to yeah. hard to think about. Okay, so for you, who's someone that shaped your life as a woman? You know, that's funny. This was my idea, and now I just. Forgot. Did, did you just draw a blank? All the people that I was going to say. <laughs> so I think for me, this is kind of a random one, but I remember being, I remember being a really little girl and we lived across the street from this family who were missionaries mm. and they were on furlough. They mm-hmm. were missionaries to Papua New Guinea and they were on furlough 
And I remember the wife, her name was Sharon, mm. and she, there was something about her that was so beautiful. And I didn't know at the time what it was. I know what it is now. Yeah. It was Jesus. Yeah. I mean, she had... Spirit of peace. The Holy Spirit all over her. Mm-hmm. She was so... She was beautiful and she was kind. And every time you talked to her, she just had this gentleness about her. And I, when I say gentleness, I don't mean she was a pushover. Right. I just... I mean that when you talked to her, you felt peace mm-hmm. come over you. And... I remember being a really little girl and thinking, she's probably seen a lot of crazy things because they told us stories mm-hmm. of them living in Papua New Guinea and what, you know, kind of the, some of the scary things that happened. And I'm like, but yet she's had to learn to trust Jesus. Mm-hmm. And it was so evident that that was on her. And so I don't even like, I'm not connected with her now at all. But I remember that the, for the short time that she was in my life, her countenance, because of Jesus, mm-hmm. made an impact on me as a little girl. I mean, yeah. I was probably less than 10 mm-hmm. when they were our neighbors. So that would be one. And I would truly echo that because I would have been quite young, mm-hmm. six, five, six years old. Mm-hmm. And I remember that same exact thought. Yeah. Um, man, there's something about this woman. Um, so that's really cool. That's a great one. One woman that I think of, Heather, is, um, her name is Sharon Carr. Mm. Sharon was part of the pastoral team at a church that we were both a part of, Yeah, that we were on staff with. And Sharon and her husband, his name was Steve. His name is Steve. They're both living. Um, But they were an older couple, and they were the counseling pastors at our church. And man, I think I look back and... I think of a couple who loved me so well, and it was Steve and Sharon. Yeah. You know, they were um, they were there to help shepherd and guide people within the church. Mm-hmm. But, man, they took so much responsibility over the staff. Mm-hmm. You know, I think of um, multiple leaders that came and went in those doors. Yeah. They're truly the leaders that made the most impact on me personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, the number of times that I would come back from lunch or – be leaving for lunch and we'd end up going to lunch with them and just they would sit and pour into me and listen to me and love me mm-hmm. and then multiple times sitting on their couch in their counseling office mm-hmm. pouring my heart out to them and them giving me listening and giving me love but yeah. then giving me godly guidance yeah. um so i would think of sharon carr like yeah. she is one of those women i would say similar to what you just described yeah. about our neighbor oh. but still just that incredible godly woman and I, I think of her as well, and I regard her whole, so highly about her marriage. And, you know, one of the things I loved about Sharon is that she always looked fit to kill. Yes. Like, she dressed, I don't know how old they were when we were there. I don't either. I, I mean, they were probably, they were somewhere between, in their 50s or 60s. Yeah. Okay, and I, I know that's a big range, but. Darling. I don't know, but she no. always looked so stinking cute and like she did it because she still wanted to look nice for her husband yes and you could like they had a great marriage yes have a great marriage and i i just will never forget like how she just was always so beautiful yeah she impacted me immensely Mm -hmm. i would say yeah and then you mentioned one heather that um i'm so glad you mentioned her because i was thinking about him like yeah she had such a positive impact in my life yeah and her name is Rhonda Byers, mm-hmm. and um, she grew up, she was lived in the town we lived in mm-hmm. when we were young, and she was our mom's closest, dearest friend. Mm-hmm. And in fact, you guys have coined, occasionally if I get really tickled, I have this really <laughs> uh, distinct laugh, 
And you guys have coined it the Rhonda Byers laugh. It's because totally the Rhonda Byers laugh. I mean, I must have picked it up from her mm-hmm. or, you know, heard it from her as a mm-hmm. little girl. And it like just, I don't know. She is someone that I remember laughing a lot mm-hmm. around. Yeah, she was fun. Yeah, she was a great mom. So she was my best friend's mom. Mm-hmm. So I spent a lot of time in their home, lots of sleepovers, took some road trips with them. Um, silly things. Like I remember she taught me and her daughter how to properly brush our hair out when it was wet as to not break or damage our hair. Okay. You, and, <laughs> and you we still were little, remember it today. We were little girls, you know, like we'd showered, we'd been four-wheeling and mudding and come in and showered and then she taught us how to brush our hair out so we didn't break it. Probably because she had dark curly hair and so she had to do it very properly. Um, but yeah, I just think of that. I think that she was very, she was very intentional to help mm-hmm. guide me through some becoming a young woman and mm-hmm. Silly things like teaching me about like deodorant. You know, mm-hmm. like I remember her saying that she'd gotten us deodorant, and I was like, "Wow, that's so special and cool." <laughs> but then also just that spirit of laughter, yeah. and I would remember hearing mom on the phone with her, mm-hmm. and you could literally hear them laughing mm-hmm. back and forth yeah, over. I could hear Rhonda's laugh through the phone. Who knows what? Mm-hmm. So that's um, a great one. But just su- super lovely, godly woman. Um, yeah, full of the joy of Jesus. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's probably why mom was drawn to her. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why I was drawn to her mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, that's a good so. one. So one of my other uh, influencers, I would say, w- women of influence in my life was a young lady named Kathy. And this was when I was um, 14 years old. I went to my first ministry week where I left home, went to the city and participated in the organization that we were a part of, participated in this week-long children's ministry seminar thing, kind of like a VBS, but like on steroids. Yeah. And the leader, so it would be a team of people that would lead the seminar, and the the female role was called the teacher-trainer-song leader. Mm -hmm. And the very first one I went to was this lovely lady. Mm -hmm. She was a girl really I don't know she was probably in her late teens Mm -hmm. maybe early 20s I'm not really sure how old she was when you're 14 they could be you know (laughs) 18 or 30 and seem like they're ancient um but she was so happy and bold and talented and led so well Mm -hmm. I remember thinking I did not know that it was leadership at mm-hmm. the time. I wouldn't have been able to, to coin that, but I know now that mm-hmm. that's what it was. I saw her leadership skills. Mm-hmm. I saw how well she led people. Yeah. She did it with so much grace and humility, and she cared for people, and she noticed people. And so she was the one who would train all of us during the day on what we were going to do at night, and then she would be on stage, and she would be leading the kids and all the songs. You know, it was 500 kids and then all these teachers and and she just had so much energy and I loved her stage presence. I loved how she got up there and just was able to captivate a crowd. Well, she really influenced me to want to lead that way, Mm -hmm. to want to lead well. Mm -hmm. And, you know, four years later, I had her position, not her position, but the position that was exactly like that. Mm -hmm. I was also on a team and I was doing the thing that Kathy had done. And I just... It's so good to have people to look up to, Mm -hmm. to say, I aspire to be like that person, not because of 
um, worldly things, but because of like, I know like her character set her apart. Right. I saw leadership in her and I wanted to lead like her. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be able to captivate a crowd the way that she did when she was teaching these kids a song or when she was engaging with them on stage. And I wanted to be able to have the ability to do that as I watched her do it. Mm -hmm. And so Heidi, I think it's just so important that we, it's biblical Mm -hmm. that we have women that we look up to, that we aspire to be like, but then that we also are that for other women. Right. As those women have been that for us, I think about how you and I know that we are that for women around us as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good. Heather, one thing I want to point out that you said is you you learned from her during the day and you watched her at night as she led. But I think it's important to know that you didn't get like one-on-one sit-down mentoring sessions with her. You know, you mm-hmm. didn't get any individual um, time to be mentored and counseled and brought along the way. Like you really had to observe and absorb what was being taught, take it in, and then implement it. Yeah, she if she knew me, it was purely just my name on a sheet of paper along with, you know, a hundred other students. Right. So I think that's one thing that I do want to mention is that yeah, I think so often... God does put mentors in our life that we never get face-to-face mm-hmm. time with individually. Yes. yes. And the reason I say that is because I do feel like right now specifically, there tends to be this thought process of like, well, if I'm going to learn from someone, I got to be sitting down with them every week and I need to have phone mm-hmm. calls and I need to have text messages and all of these things where really um, it's more about watching the fruit that's being produced out of their life. Yeah, that's really and good. And emulating the mm-hmm. things that you see within their life and their character that reflects Jesus. Yes. And that's what you had to do with Kathy mm-hmm. because you didn't get one-on-one time with mm-hmm. her. She did not know your phone number. She no. would have never called you. You never had coffee with her. You never had a meal in her home. You know, she never was able to be there for you in a hard moment. Mm-hmm. She was just someone that God put in your life to to be able to emulate her leadership. And, you know, like for instance, I would think of like Christine Kane. Mm-hmm. She's someone who I have watched over the last, I don't know, 15 years, decade, watch her lead see the character of Jesus in her, emulate the things that I'm like, man, I'm similar to her in certain areas. I'm mm-hmm. gonna, I'm going to take what I see and implement it yes. in my leadership. Yes. I've never sat down with her once. Mm-hmm. She does not know me. Yeah. I could pass her on the street and I would be a complete stranger to mm-hmm. her. So I think to know we so often can grow and become better who we are in Jesus from people that never know our names yeah. or don't have time to sit down with us. Yeah. And, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. And you can grow from them and learn from them. Yeah. There was a season of my life where I was desperate for a mentor. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I probably five years. And you can attest to this because, you know, I just felt like I had to have a mentor. I had to have someone that was ahead of me in ministry that when there was a hard situation, I could run to them and I could ask them, how would you handle this? And how do I walk through this? And almost to the point where it was a little bit crippling to me because I thought without this, I cannot achieve as much as God has called me to achieve. And um, so it held me back a little bit. Well, and I just, I asked several people and I never got one, you know, no one ever said yes to me. And I, I was like, what's wrong with me? Like, Mm. why does no one want to lead me? It's biblical, Mm -hmm. you know, like they're supposed to. And one day I remember clear as a bell in the shower, which, you know, we all know this. God speaks to us in the shower because the <laughs> phone is off and the, the laundry's, you know, downstairs and you're just quiet in the shower. And so I just remember the Lord saying, I've given you mentors. They're just never people you're going to sit down face to face with. Yeah. And I was like, 
what? <laughs> wow. Like it just, it hit something in me so hardcore. And I realized he had, and it was Christine Kane and the, Jenny Allen and people that I had watched from a distance. And I'd taken their wisdom and their godly counsel that they made available. And I'd implemented the things that they were telling me makes great leaders and makes strong women and makes godly women. And they were my mentors. They just didn't know my name. And that was okay. And that for me was a life-altering moment Mm -hmm. where I I finally went, oh, yeah, I can do this without a mentor. And, you know, that doesn't mean I don't learn from women that are around me. It it just means that I, I finally was able to realize that for me to be successful in what God has called me to do, I didn't need someone to run to mm-hmm. every time the crap hit the fan. Absolutely. Um, so, And that God was providing all of your needs. He was. Yeah. He was. And, and I mean, it took me, I would say that probably it has only been within the last two to three years that that revelation has really yeah. come to me. And I've, I've begun to walk in freedom in that, that I don't have a mentor. But yeah. having said all of that, you know, we are called, we are mandated as women, as men and women, but we're talking about women on Mm -hmm. International Women's Day. We have been called to, to share our lives with other women. So I'm just going to read this from Titus. It's so good. And I'm actually going to read it from the Passion Translation. Passion Translation is a newer translation of the Bible that's a little Um, It's got some more common language in it, but it's also a little more poetic in Mm -hmm. some ways, passionate, you know, hence the name, Um, but it's not all translated. So the New Testament is all translated in Psalms and Proverbs, and I think they maybe have some of the the first books of the Bible, but um, you can find it on your Bible app if you're interested in checking it out. So he talks about men first, and then starting in verse 3, this is Titus 2, verse 3, likewise, the female elders, so that word elders there is older women, lead lead them into lives free from gossip and drunkenness and to be teachers of beautiful things. How great is that? Hmm. Teachers of beautiful things. This will enable them to teach the younger women to love their husbands, to love their children, and to be self-controlled and pure, taking care of their household and being devoted to their husbands. By doing these things, the word of God will not be discredited. So this is talking about the elder women, the older women, teaching the younger women how to do these things. What a beautiful um, thought this is about that whole idea of yeah. older women helping teach the younger women and the younger women receiving it. Mm-hmm. You know, And then it goes on to talk about being an example. Set yourself apart as a model of a life nobly lived with dignity, demonstrate integrity in all that you teach. Bring a clear, wholesome message that cannot be condemned in your critics' Then, then your critics will be embarrassed with nothing bad to say about us. And I just think that we have this opportunity as women to, to empower one another, mm-hmm. whether we're the younger or the older. And the younger women bring energy mm-hmm. to older women. And a lot of creative ideas. And a lot of creative ideas yeah. that we don't, you know, and yeah. I, I wouldn't say like I'm an older woman, but compared to a 25-year-old, Absolutely. I'm an older woman. And there are things they understand that I cannot figure out and I don't know and I can tell you that when a younger woman comes to me and has an idea or a thought I want my response to be yes Mm -hmm. now let me help you figure out wisely how to yes implement this implement this and so it's just it's such a beautiful thought that we get to 
cheer each other on and yeah. support each other and empower each other, whichever way it is, older to younger, younger to older. Well, and I think for the older women to know that their voices are valued mm-hmm. and, and also knowing the approach in which the wisdom comes mm-hmm. is crucial. Yeah. Um, Cause I think sometimes it can come off as a, you know, as a do as I say kind of thing. And Or this is how I've done it and there's no other way to do it. So no grace there for some differences. Yeah. But I was thinking, so our families had brunch together this weekend and out in public. And so there was a table full of adults and then a table full of all of our kiddos. And our sister was with us. So there were seven kids, you know, seven littles. And um, two older women served our tables and both women were so loving and encouraging towards our kids and kind and helpful and really just like truly so intentional towards our children. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of the meal, both of them took it upon themselves to come and compliment us on our kids. Mm -hmm. And I thought, man, I'm so glad that they realized that they had valuable things to add Mm -hmm. to our morning because that meant a lot to all of our kids. Mm -hmm. It meant a lot to them and it meant a lot to us too. Yeah, I was going to say probably meant more to us than the kids because we know what it takes to train them. Yeah, but I just thought to for all of us to remember, one – that importance of that kind word and mm-hmm. taking that moment to speak a word of kindness over someone and, you know, encourage them and not be that person that's like, oh, you just wait. You wait till those ter- terrible teenage years. Mm-hmm. But to say the kind things mm-hmm. and and to say the things. Like there's a woman I follow on Instagram who um, I don't necessarily align with all of her beliefs, mm-hmm. but I do like the way she's raising her kids mm-hmm. and her kids are older than mine. So... I listen to the things she's talking about when it comes to her kids, mm-hmm. like in, in some areas. Right. Um, but one thing that I've noticed about her, she's just, she speaks such a kind word mm-hmm. to other mamas, you know, and I think how valuable that is mm-hmm. as women. Yeah. We can tend to be a little bit hard on each other. Yeah. And we can get a little catty. Yeah. And I think that kindness. Judgmental. That kindness. I was thinking that this weekend, that kindness of those older women mm-hmm. went a really long way. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so if you think a kind thing, say it. Yeah. Because if you just think it, it's just for you then. It doesn't mm-hmm. do anyone else any good. Yeah. So that would be my challenge mm-hmm. to all of us this week. If you think a kind thing about someone, say it. Mm-hmm. The other day I was in the store and this girl had this super cute scarf wrapped around her head. And I mean, it was just so adorable. It was something I could never in a million years pull off and look like I wasn't trying too hard. <laughs> but she looked amazing and I told her that and she just like got the biggest smile on her face I'm like yeah. we have to be better about that especially in our world world today where everything is so like touchy you know everybody's so finicky about everything and yeah and sparks like, and kindness just angry you know like let's let's bring some kindness back if you yeah. think it if you think a kind thing say it if you think a mean thing keep it to yourself yeah because the female voice is so critical in that kindness aren't we yeah and the things we speak over our husbands, the things we say over our kids, mm-hmm. you know, it's our, our husbands and our kids are becoming the words we speak over them. Uh, yes. So we really need to take account of what yes. those words are. Yes. And can I challenge you that your friends do too? Mm-hmm. If you speak encouragement and motivation and empowerment over your friends, mm-hmm. they're more likely to begin to walk in that yeah. because one person yeah. believes in them because one person sees something in them that they can do. Yeah. That's so good. Okay, the last women I really want to mention, and then we can close out. Okay. I would say our sisters. Oh, yeah. So our sister Holly is much younger than us. Yep. 10 and 14 years younger than us. Yep. But 
she is the most steady mm-hmm. young woman mm-hmm. I've ever been around. Yep. Stable. Mm-hmm. And not she just is, that's the best word I can think, mm-hmm. stable and yeah. steady. Um, and then our sister-in-law's Blake. Mm-hmm. And yes, she is a female. Mm-hmm. Blakers, we call her. Jenna and Brooke. Yeah. Like they are truly outstanding women. And I just love them all to pieces. God literally so, gave us the cream of the crop. I mean, when we when we go and sit around, you know, sibling night at, at mm-hmm. Blake's um, fire pit in her backyard mm-hmm. and hang out with her, I, I feel loved and blessed to have been with her. Mm-hmm. Or when we get to text with Brooke, who's, mm-hmm. you know, out of state or FaceTime with Jenna mm-hmm. very frequently, I am just so reminded of what a deep gift the women in my life are around me. And so, so special that we all value one another yeah. and that we have recognized that it's worth the effort yes. to stay in touch and to yeah. stay connected with one another because yeah. God allowed us to be related, to be sisters That's right. in, this, in this lifetime. And so yeah. just don't take for granted, you women that are listening, yeah. um, what God has allowed, what time in history God has allowed you to be placed in, whether it's someone you're raising mm-hmm. because you're raising them to be, you know, an incredible um preacher of God's word, or maybe, you know, a congressman, or maybe an incredible dad or an incredible mom, like who you're raising is, is a really important thing right now. But, but do not, do not forget that God has you here in this time for, for such a time as this. Mm -hmm. And that you as a woman, um, you have everything that you need to fulfill the call that God has put on you. And it's time to walk in boldness and confidence in who God has created you to be. Let's stop with the insecurity. Mm-hmm. Let's stop with the judgment. Let's stop with the comparing ourselves to everyone on Instagram. Because we all know Instagram ain't real life. Instagram's <laughs> got lots of filters. Yep. And none of us are posting mm-hmm. the hard stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, just be encouraged yep. and celebrate today, International Women's Day. So good. Thanks for listening, friends. We'll chat with you next time.